Watch your hair. Xander Pritchett scorched his best friend, Harper Harlow, with a dark look, annoyance practically rolling off him in waves as he pressed his hand to the spot above his heart. Watch my hair? Harper fought the urge to pinch Xander's flank, mostly because she would have to run 20 feet to accomplish it, and an angry ghost separated the duo and offered mayhem if she tried. She wasn't worried about her hair. Uh, well, not much. She was more worried about avoiding the furious ghost zipping back and forth between the mill and parking lot. The overgrown path between the building and cracked cement rectangle that was located close to the road was hardly safe given their circumstances. And the distance between Harper and Xander felt daunting, despite the bright sunshine and warm breeze. I spent an hour doing your hair this morning, Xander reminded her, his eyes flashing as he pressed his back against a tree. His knees ached from his position, crouching low to the ground to keep out of sight, but he'd rather risk sore joints than an errant ghost elbow. Or something worse, marring his perfect features. Unlike Harper, he couldn't see ghosts. That didn't mean he couldn't recognize the fuss their invisible friend was kicking up, or the inherent danger associated with their current predicament. I'm going to be really angry if you mess it up and I have to fix it. Harper made an exaggerated face. She was used to Xander's whims, but even she had limits. Since they were in the middle of a day that started with an argument in bed, moved on to a snit over oatmeal, and then ran smack dab into an angry mill worker who died 50 years before and didn't want to leave his earthly resting place, she'd crossed that limit at least 20 minutes ago. You're the one who insisted on doing my hair, she started. Xander offered her a derisive snort. That is not how I remember it. I believe your exact words were, Xander, I'm in trouble with Jared, and I need to look really good for our lunch date, so he forgets he's irritated with me. Because I'm a good friend, I took pity on you, and now you look beautiful. Harper narrowed her sea-blue eyes. Are you saying I don't look beautiful without your help? Xander knew enough about women to realize he'd stepped in it, but that didn't stop him from blowing past her evil expression. You're always beautiful, Harp. I knew it first, in case you've forgotten. I told you in kindergarten that you were beautiful. Um, you told me in kindergarten that I looked like Supergirl when I tied a towel around my neck and pretended I could fly. It's the same thing, Xander said, unruffled. If you picked Wonder Woman instead, I would have upgraded that to the most beautiful woman in the world. Why is Wonder Woman better? She has better accessories and boots. Plus, I love you dearly, Harp, but your shoulders aren't broad enough to make people believe you have superhuman strength. Harper had no idea how he did it, but somehow she felt insulted. My shoulders are fine. They're fine for a bustier. They're not fine for a full leotard. Also, well, you're kind of flat-chested. You can't pull off a big emblem like Supergirl. Wonder Woman doesn't have that problem. Now Harper was convinced that she'd been doubly insulted. I am not flat-chested! You're not without curves, don't get me wrong, but you're hardly on par with the Kardashians. Harper made a disgusted face. 
I'm taking that as a compliment. I have so much to teach you, Xander lamented, sighing before he ducked his head to avoid a rock that slammed against the tree trunk right next to his ear. Leonard Gibbons is not handling this well, by the way. When are you going to help him move to the other side? Leonard Gibbons was a 1950s mill foreman who accidentally fell into the moving wheel during a sudden spring storm. How? That was one of those urban legends that had different answers depending on who was asking the question. According to the Whisper Cove Historical Society, which consisted of Delta Dobson and a microfiche machine, Leonard lost his footing thanks to a huge gust of wind, and he fell through one of the upper doors and landed on the wheel, dying instantaneously. Given Leonard's anger, Harper didn't believe that for a second.